Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas cereal alive 365 days per year. I am Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. Happy Leon Day, fools. <laughs> Happy Leon Day. We're all back. That's the real, that's the real thing we're celebrating. We're all together again. What better way to what better day to celebrate that on the halfway to Christmas point? Absolutely. We are having a Christmas celebration with Christine's parents that we did not get to have this year because her dad was in cancer treatment. What's You're exciting. having it today? On Leon Day. That's so super today... fun. Yes, today. <laughs> so we're going to have to wrap this up early so I can go cook dinner. So I was about to say, so you can have Christmassy foods. Do you have the tree up? Like, how are we? How are we partying this year? We did get one tree out of storage that we decorated up for it. That's awesome. So cute. You better it. post a picture of that later today. Mm. I'll see what I can do. Julia, how are you spending your Leon day? We decided to go all out since it's blazing hot outside, and um, we took a local inflatable slide bouncy castle company up on an offer where you rent a water slide for one day and you get it for three for the same price one day oh so that's awesome we went for broke and rented a 25 foot water slide that we'll have for three days here and be a party in our backyard for a couple days that's exciting the kids must love that oh yeah they love it they're super excited about it <laughs> what about you what are you doing for leon day it is sunday so just taking it easy doing nothing maybe i'll put on a christmas movie it's mm. a good plan guess what y'all what we got our tickets today to go see the counting crows and dashboard confessional together next in august and oh I'm my so gosh stoked. and we got amazing seats so that's a make me feel like a kid again. That's what Christine said. She said we're gonna. It's at the River Spirit Casino, mm -hmm. the Cove, and she said we're just doing our own, you know, '90s concert with bands that we actually would have wanted to see in the '90s because, like, they're doing that. They're doing that '90s show where it's gonna be like. Oh, hold on! I just gotta get the exact lineup because it's gonna be funny. River Spirit would, is. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's the I Love the 90s tour where they're going to have the CNC Music Factory, two uh -huh. live crew, just Tratch of Naughty by Nature, not all of Na Naughty by Nature, and Vanilla Ice. That's a terrible tour. My tour is a lot better, isn't it? So much better. <laughs> it's so much better. 
Oh, that'll be so fun. Are you going to cover the concert on your other podcast, Tom, once every two weeks? We are recording, actually, the Across the Wire episode, which is the double live one, uh, disc one from VH1 Storytellers in Chelsea. Mm. And the second disc was from MTV's Live from the 10 Spot at the uh, Hammerston Ballroom. It came out back in 98, and it's like it's got the uh, two very different feel concerts. So we're covering that. It was actually when I was listening to those albums and looking up something about the Cannon Crows that I saw they were coming to town. And I'm like, oh, Christine, let's go spend an absorbent amount of money to go see Counting Crows and Dashboard Confessional. Did she love those two bands as well? I assume at the uh, same time you did. We've seen the Counting Crows together. I've seen it once with them once with her, and neither of us have ever seen Dashboard. And she's always been a big Chris Caraba fan, too. And I did some emoting to Dashboard Confessional at OSU. Can I just tell you right now? <laughs> that 50-minute drive, or that hour and 15-minute drive home. <laughs> oh, I will still blare. Just so some... much screaming to Bitter Pill. Was so good. This is so yeah. good. <laughs> It was. I've been fans of them for of him for so long. I'm really excited. I, you know, I'm the same. Grew up in uh, with Dashboard Confessional back in Swiss Army Romance, and then Further Seems mm-hmm. Forever, and then he did his own thing, and then he had Twin Forks, which was a project back in what 2013. Was it Twin Forks? So yeah. you you liked the he band a before band. it was even a band. Oh uh, yeah. Ask- back the, d- well, does that surprise you, Julia? Tom's always no, on top of the. All. Stuff before it happens. Swiss Army (laughs) Romance, I think, came out in 2000, our senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. Senior year of high school? I was in the sixth grade. Get into that album until two years later. I was into that one. And then the next year, Further Seems Forever came out with uh, The Moon Is Down in 01. The next year, I was in the seventh grade. The weird thing about covering music, like having a 90s music podcast, is there are these moments where we're recording and talking, and um, we realize that that this was all a, a before time. Like, this was a time before so many things changed. Like, we talk yeah. about, like, the difference in our worldview post, you know, 9-11, Great Recession, Columbine, and all the school shootings. It was just a different time and it's not until you really sit down and focus on that time and where you were your headspace then that you realize just how much has changed mm-hmm. it was bt i have so much nostalgia built up in this it was bt before trump mm-hmm. before a lot <laughs> it was before a lot, a lot. I have, um, okay let's we're talking concerts this person that never goes to concerts because i generally don't like bands live if I love the band, but like live performances always bum me out a little bit. Like I'm never satisfied. I don't know what that says about me, but um, I'm going to Paramore in later this month, July, actually in just a few days because it's Leon day. And so I will quickly be going to the Paramore concert, which I know you're not excited about Tom, but I am like super excited about it. Cause I, I wouldn't turn it down. Who, who are you going with? Yeah. Um, my work wife from my oh. last and Hannah. Yeah. My work wife say, her Hannah husband going? and Hannah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hannah is going, um, because Sarah, my friend that I'm going with, she's like, why don't you bring Marty? And I was like, I didn't like the white. I mean, he's not a huge fan of music and 
doesn't like crowds and all that stuff. However, when I was in Florida at Disney, one of my favorite bands of all time, Need to Breathe, they're like a Southern rock band, right? They release tickets for their current run in October at the BOK Center. And I told Marty and I'm like, I'm getting us tickets. You're going to go with me. We're going to make a weekend of it. And I'm so excited. And he's like, okay. I'm like, okay, I love, I love you <laughs> for coming with me to this concert. So it's Need to Breathe and Judah and the Lion is going to be opening <gasps> for him, which is oh, pretty nice. exciting. Yeah. So I'm excited about that too. These um, people, this person that never goes to concerts too in a matter of like, what, half a year. Well, if you're interested, you should come see Chris Caraba and Adam Durth with us. <laughs> The seats next to us are open. Oh gosh, I do not even know what Marty would do. Be like three concerts and I, I'm with Marty. I'm not a concert fan. I love <laughs> live music. I'm a Broadway fan though, and I want to see Josh Grogan's revival of Sweeney Todd. Oh, oh. The few re- numbers they've released so far uh, have been out of this world so tom if you want to see a broadway show while you're in town i am down to see sweetie Todd. <laughs> who plays what's her face in it mrs lovett somebody really good yeah annalee ashford nah, i don't know but she's a tony winner oh well okay well good great who is that these days oh she was on what about american crime story did you like the sweeney todd movie with um with Johnny Depp playing Johnny Depp yeah did you like it I loved this all the cast except for him but yes I did did really enjoy that movie Alan Rickman's Pretty Women oh so good right Pretty Women Helena Bonham Carter was uh, perfect for Mrs. Lovett yeah the whole cast is just dang good I like that movie I like the music in it yeah. So Tom, let me know if you've never want to see seen a it on show. stage, but would totally love to. I mean Julia flights to flights to New York are not that expensive. Hunter Bones, you keep saying. I don't know. I don't know where you found that. I ended up spending six hundred bucks on my tickets. Oh are you flying first class or business class? No. No. Hmm. Maybe it was a promotion when they started flying to New York hundred bucks. <laughs> who was who was only charging hundred bucks to fly to New York? Uh, who was it there was it's the big thing was direct flights to new york from tulsa and i want to say it was like frontier do they still fly uh i don't know but you know who's also in sweeney todd on broadway as tobias is gatton mozzarano dustin from stranger things oh nice who's tobias he's uh the main young guy okay okay yeah interesting yeah so quite excited to see this at some point i'm glad um, we all have summery plans summer fallish plans that will take us into the christmas season well i was about to say so leon day is today uh in a few days it'll be july july 4th is really the big milestone because after that back to school stuff and halloween stuff goes up in stores july oh 25th is christmas in july Hallmark mm-hmm. is playing their whole month of Christmas movies, which is exciting. Hallmark ornament premieres the week of July 15th. 
Tom will be in New York the last week of July. So excited to see him. And then so August August 27th, they announced Pumpkin Spice Latte is coming back. So the week before <laughs> that, on the week of August 17th, it'll come back at Duncan because they always do it a week earlier to try to get that. Uh, petty. Yeah. So petty. Well, <laughs> the countdown is on for all the Burr month goodness. Yeah, but it's 100 degrees. It's so hot. It is It's hot. so hot. I hate this I, weather. We can't complain, though, Julia. Mm-mm. Why? We can't. Uh, there are so many people in Tulsa right now without power. Yeah. I've got AC. You know what happens when that happens in New York? We complain. You start to eat each other? Uh, <laughs> no. I, you know what? I'm not. I take offense to that. I take offense to that because <laughs> you know what? Not every natural disaster, not even natural disaster, every disaster that New York has faced over the past few decades has shown that when crap hits a fan, whether it's a terrorist attack or a superstorm or whatever, we actually go out and help one another. So my favorite scene from Tobey Maguire's original Spider-Man when the Green Goblin is about to, like, impale him, and then he gets hit on the head by trash from the bridge, and it's all the New Yorkers outside of their cars, like, hey, buddy, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us! Throwing trash <laughs> from the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I but mean... I, I like that. It's true. That's how we react. Despite our me. reputation for being uh, cutthroat and unfriendly. <laughs> And smelling like pee. That's the whole city smell. I'm I'm staying in the nice part of town this time. I don't know. We'll see what I think. Where are you I'm staying in? So- Soho. No, you're being bougie. I'm staying in a bougie boutique hotel, bro. Everybody I'm going with is bougie, so we're all staying in a bougie place. When in Rome. Yep. If we go with all your coworkers to see Sweeney Todd, can this be expensed as a business? <laughs> They're not coming in. They're not coming in on the over the weekend like I am. Uh, it's 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 on all week. I don't know. I can see if we can do that as a as an experience. Make it an, honor, an honorary employee for the day. Okay, it's it is going on Wednesday night. Wednesday night tickets are cheaper than Sunday afternoon. I mean, I don't know the theater at all, but it looks like it's like orchestra is one hundred seventy three dollars. Orchestra is only one hundred seventy three dollars for the Wednesday night. Yeah, I'm assuming it's, it's... like seven hundred something on uh Sunday what? night. Yeah, it's, it's are Josh you Groban. serious? Seven hundred yeah. bucks for a ticket to a show? Oh, oh it's Josh Groban. Uh, but Hamilton still the... runs high too. That's why I still haven't seen Hamilton. The orchestra is only hundred dollars for the orchestra. Or... Orchestra is wow, two hundred. Wow. Okay, orchestra is two hundred. That's not bad. On Sunday is really showing. Oklahoma is really showing. I have missed y'all so dang much. Obviously, may have been our longest break in five years, six years, six years next month, six years in August, six years in August. Wow, crazy! Think how young Jude and Ellie were six years ago. I know. I was really thinking, I was telling Christine, I'm like, I'm going to see if when Julie gets back, if she wants to do another coffee time where we meet somewhere in the middle. And then all of this craziness happened. Mm. So how long will it take to clean up? Oh, I don't even know. Did I didn't show you my picture. Let me show you a picture real quick, Anthony. Just at the, this is a, 
tree that blew over. Keep in mind, these are blowing over. These are not like struck by lightning, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Here's a tree. The, oh, the look how cute she is. I love that Ellie wants a picture with it. I wanted her in there because I wanted people to see the scale. The trunk is almost four feet tall or is four that feet Woodward diameter. Park? Yeah. Oh, man. That's the, it took out the whole street. And then these are some people we know, like that we know from Holland Hall and Christine went to high school with. And they got so mm -hmm. lucky their fence did not break. But when Ellie stood in this hole, the hole was up to her shoulders. Oh my gosh. And it broke the tree roots that far down. And it's, and if you look, it's not unhealthy wood. It's really good, solid red oak. Yeah. Oh, she's so cute. She got bangs. I'm so excited. Did you figure out who she's playing in Susicle the musical? I didn't. I'll have to check. Susicle the musical. They're yeah. not doing the whole thing, they're doing a part of it tomorrow. Well, tell Ellie if she wants to talk to somebody who starred in that in high school. I was the mayor of Whoville. Oh my gosh. Who Did in the show mustache? is not a jerk like in the Grinch movie. He is actually a good guy. That's good. Was he as good as Prince Leopold? Ooh, what a segue. So tonight, in honor of Leon Day, our annual bonus episode, it's become sort of a tradition. We're delving into the world of Hallmark Christmas movies. And tonight, we are covering A Royal Christmas, which premiered in 2014. Uh, and I didn't think it was that old. Just going to say it right now. Uh -uh. Um, I'll tell you where I'll tell you where I didn't think no, it was that old either, because I've seen this. Um, I really like Jane Seymour as a human being and as an an artist, but when we get to it, I'll tell you the scenes that that made me realize just how old it was. Oh, I think I know exactly which scene you're talking about because I thought to myself, I think that was outdated for this year too. If okay, we're thinking of the same it. scene, <laughs> um. For those who don't know, the film is about a young American seamstress from Philadelphia whose boyfriend reveals himself to be a royal prince and heir to the throne of Cordinia. He brings her to his country, intending to marry her to the consternation of the queen. So, a royal Christmas. Before we even get into our histories here, this is a Hallmark movie that stars Lacey Chabert. Where does she fall in your rankings of Hallmark actresses? Like, is she toward the top? Do you like her compared to other ones? Is she could you care less about her? Is she toward the bottom? Like, where does she fall in the Hallmark uh, lead list for you guys? They're all right here, bro. <laughs> you can pick one up, put it in another movie. Pick <laughs> like you could swap these characters. I'd never know the difference. She's towards the top of mine. I like her more than quite a few of them so i'm with you julia she is second only to danica danica mckeller for me right who was in neither of those are the queen of hallmark oh you know what she's not the queen of hallmark either because she abandoned ship to go work yes, for a did. network that is subpar so yeah sorry stephen beach but we will never have november a as a theme on the show <laughs> i might i might suggested keep bringing it up just if nothing else for my love of puns i'm sure we'll cover her many more times in the future but 
I, I'm gonna make it my goal never to have a full month of her because I, oh my, because oh my, Lanta, I'd have to do something drastic. I'd have to retire from the Christmas podcasting game. It's drastic. So, histories of this movie before we get into the cast, ladies first. Um. Yeah, so I don't remember when the first time was I watched this, but this is one I catch every season when it's on. So I've seen this one multiple times. Um, I've seen it enough to where I get it confused with the three, four, or five other royal-themed Christmas movies. And I think you are woefully underestimating that number. And uh, that I I've po- seen. Oh, that I've seen maybe is what I was about to say. I pose a question again to our listeners: What is the correlation between the holiday season and royalty? Let us know. But I like this one. Um, this one has all the things in a Hallmark movie that I really like, and very few of the things that make me grumble about a Hallmark movie. So this one's a winner. Age before beauty, Tom. I've seen it a lot. No, I've seen it a few times. I think I see it every year. We're in Houston for Christmas with my mom. And um, I wasn't dreading recording this episode, so. (laughs) Uh, My history is closer to Julia's. I don't know when the first time I saw it was, but this is one that I feel gets a lot of airplay every year, similar to A Crown for Christmas, which we covered last year or two years ago at this point. And I'm not upset about that because this is one of my favorite Hallmark movies. Um, Talent-wise, again, it has Lacey Chabert as one of my, the more tolerable Hallmark actresses. She's actually mm-hmm. a good actress. Um, and it has Jane Seymour, who's always good, which we'll get into. But yeah, it's everything. It's not as annoying, as overly saccharine or annoying as a lot of these films can be. Um, and it just puts me in the Christmas mood. So I was very much looking forward to watching this and recording this today. I will say I have been waiting for this to go on sale on Voodoo. I don't know what the holdup was, but it just went on sale on Voodoo like a few weeks ago. And when I say on sale to buy in general, because it wasn't up to buy ever. Oh. Um, a bunch of the Hallmark movies actually like just went up to buy a few weeks ago. So I guess they just got oh. the rights to a bunch of them. So I'm happy to own this one. So Yeah. This movie stars Lacey Chabert as Emily Taylor. Now, Lacey Chabert, besides all of our Hallmark films, is probably best known for Mean Girls. She is Gretchen. She's Gretchen, She is Gretchen, yep. She is Gretchen in Mean Girls. She voiced Meg Griffin during the first season of Family Guy. She voiced Zatanna in a lot of the DC animated stuff. She voiced Eliza Thornberry in The Wild Thornberries on Nickelodeon for all those years. She was in Daddy Daycare, not another teen movie. I got to figure out who she was in that. I like that movie. Um, she was in <laughs> Dirty Deeds. Uh, she was in the 2006 remake of Black Christmas, which we will be covering later this year. The last remake of that movie we have not done yet. And, and, oh, we covered her before. She was in All I Want for Christmas is You, that awful 2017 Mariah Carey animated special. So That was terrible. Yes. So I think it's safe to say we're all fans of her, though, as an actress. Yeah, she's fine. Stephen Hagen plays Leo James slash Prince Leopold. 
he is a Northern Irish actor who started out in stage. He has been in the BBC drama The Cult, the BBC drama Mistresses, the Steven Seagal film Against the Dark. He was in Midsummer Murders. Uh, he did a voice in the DC anime film, nope, the ITV miniseries Injustice, same names. Uh, <laughs> he has not been in tons of stuff. He was most recently in You on Netflix as Malcolm Harding. What do we think of this guy? Do we like him? Yeah, he was good. He was Hallmark. Yeah, I, was about was to, Hallmark. I was about to say, to your point earlier, Tom, I feel the Hallmark men are more easily lift one from a movie and throw in another movie. For sure. Jane Seymour plays Isadora, Queen of Cordinia, and obviously she is Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. Yeah, she, she is. She was in Oh, What a Lovely War. She was a Bond girl, solitaire in Live and Let Die. She was in East of Eden, Captains and Kings, The Woman He Loved. Somewhere in Time. With Somewhere in Time. The Scarlet Pimpernel, La Revolution Francaise, Wedding Crashers, in which she uh, got naked and took advantage of Vince Vaughn, Love Wedding Marriage. Little Italy, The War with Grandpa, Friendsgiving, huge actress. Tom, you wanted to talk to her about her, for right? I just remember watching her as a kid, and I always really liked her. She was Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Her and Scully, Sully, were uh, something I watched. Oh my gosh, he was so cute. He had such cool hair. He was so cute. I gotta look that up. I wanted to be her when I was a kid. Because she had that cool hat, but she still wore dresses, and girlfriend could get it done. And I always thought that was so cool. Never watched it. I think I saw maybe one episode. You ever watched Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman? I think I saw maybe one episode of my life. Because you were like three? Actually, I remember my grandmother watching it a lot, so I caught bits and pieces at her house, but I never felt enough interest to pay attention. Oh my gosh, she was so good. Jolando so hot. Uh, but obviously a great actress. We're all fans of her, yeah. Love her. I do. She's a she's a gem. Simon Dutton plays Victor the Butler. And like all these <laughs> Christmassy prince themed movies, there's always a butler, and uh, he plays that role <laughs> with the plum. Uh, we've covered him before. <laughs> Actually, he played Lord Leopold in A Christmas Prince: The Royal Wedding. Shut the front door. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> so, no need to rehash him, but how funny is that? That's super funny. Who else do we want to cover here? Catherine Flynn plays Natasha, the Duchess of Warren and Prince Leopold's ex-girlfriend. Kate Lustow and Ionet Grammer play the Baroness and the Baron of Newbury. And Alice O'Mahony plays Poppy, the little girl. Girl. Yeah, let's hop right into this movie. So, Emily Taylor, we pick up, we start this movie, she's a seamstress living in Philadelphia. She's very kind and devoted to her family and its business, and she's also in love with her European boyfriend, Leo James. Um, They're so in love. They are so in love. 
we start the the movie off with some excellent immediate product placement with the Walmart bag and the Folgers coffee. Did you think of the Folgers commercial Christmas commercial as soon as you saw the Folgers coffee? The skeezy one with the brother and sister like each other way too much. I was gonna I say I didn't, but the original one that you really like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought, wow, these people drink disgusting coffee. <laughs> I just I, I don't know why it gives me such joy when I see product placement in Hallmark movies, but it's just fun because they don't even try and make it Hide. natural feeling at all. It's <laughs> wonderful and I love it. They do have some cute. It, oh man, that would be a fun Patreon episode. Yeah. I think people would end up dead by the end of the movie, but that would be a fun Patreon episode. Yep. <laughs> um, well, there's some cute banter back and forth between the two of them, and it's clear they are adore one another. And mm-hmm. Emily's excited because this year they're spending Christmas with her dad, her single dad, because she lost her mom when she was very young. And uh, she's been dating this guy for a year now, her longest of many boyfriends. And he's only in the top. Not many. Six. Six. Well, her her father, I was quoting her father of all her boyfriends. And uh, he's in the top 2% of those that he liked. And again, she took issue with the top 2% comment because it made it sound like she (laughs) dated around a lot. (laughs) It is unique in that they're already committed to each other and already in love. So this is not a Hallmark movie where you're seeing two people from two different backgrounds falling in love. Like that's already set. Yeah, that's a good point. Because normally if we compare this to Crown for Christmas, which we did a few years ago, we had to go through the whole meet cute situation and watch the stuffy prince kind of his exterior melt to fall for this commoner. Right. That's not the this story here. This felt more believable to me. This story is yeah, her did, winning over the stuffy mother as time right. goes on, which right. I liked. But um, Leo gets a phone call from back home. Apparently, he is, he needs to go back home for the holidays for some unknown reason at this time. And he tells Emily he needs to talk to her. And immediately, the phrase, I need to talk to you, sets off alarm bells. And as Emily's friend says, it's either break up or engaged. That's right. Yep. So listeners, if you're single or dating somebody, never use the phrase, I need to talk for anything <laughs> good, because your the mind will automatically go to negative connotations. <laughs> so he takes her out to this very popular restaurant where a lot of people get engaged at, and he confesses to her he is Prince Leopold of heir to the throne of a small country named Cordinia, which is somewhere in the south of France, not Mm -hmm. in England, despite the fact they all speak with a British (laughs) accent, except (laughs) the one lady's maid. Yeah, that's a good point. Like a lot of these movies, these made up countries are all like, I, I just always think of the Princess Diaries, Genovia. They're all the same. That's right. Um, <laughs> now I must ask you, Julia, as the woman of this show, if mm-hmm. you were dating Marty for a year, had mm-hmm. never met his family, and then he comes out with you, Julia, I need to confess something to you. I'm a prince and the heir to the throne. How would you react? There's no way she would have dated <laughs> this guy for a year 
and he would have been able to keep that secret. Well, why but did he keep Hallmark. it secret? Why did he keep it secret? He kept his it secret because him... he made a deal with his mom. Where he's like, I want to go sow my wild oats in America. Let me go get a good education because I can't get one here. I don't know that he said that. And he goes to Philly to get an education. She's like, okay, but like, if you're not going to have bodyguards and stuff and live like just a regular old human for an entire year in a whole different country, then you can't tell anybody who you are. And he agrees. He because agrees. he wants, and he he did wants it. to he fly free. loves his mother. Yeah, I feel like though, <laughs> as unbelievable as it is, he managed to keep the secret. He did. How did you find her reaction to the secret believable? Would you have been more upset, more excited, more... I mean, it was it was a hallmark appropriate response where she thought he was already married, right? And then she's <laughs> yes. like, "Oh, do you have a secret family somewhere or something like that?" Like that all felt hallmark appropriate. Like, sure, in a real world situation, it would have been different from that, but in a hallmark space, that felt like an accurate. I felt. Hallmarky. I response. feel in real life, from the male perspective, if I was dating Sarah and found out she was a princess and I was about to marry in and become a prince by marriage and get a castle and servants of royalty i would have excitement well but he didn't propose to her oh okay but he said come he home didn't to bring come home for christmas with me I'm, you'll see i'm the same guy it's not a breakup i'd be like hell yeah i'm coming let's go <laughs> i don't Just know my- I, I think it's good that she wasn't like she's reluctant though the whole time like she's not pure excitement because that's not her nature so she couldn't have been pure excitement in that moment she had to have been like okay i don't know what this means and i already feel inadequate somebody else who is not full of excitement is the queen not at all and as prince leo and emily make their way back we get our first scene with the queen and her loyal butler victor tell us about these two characters tom they grew up together his dad was worked for her father or mother. And so they grew up together. And as he said, in an upstairs, downstairs sort of way, but you can tell they're close enough that he at least feels confidence speaking his mind to her in ways that nobody else around her, except her son, who is kind of like a teenager in the way he deals with his mother. I felt much more like a, like a snarky teenager than, than a grown man. But they're, the scene that really sets off their relationship, her servants come and bring her breakfast. One of them brings her marmalade. She's very rude to her because it's the wrong flavor. And then a servant brings the tea and she gets angry that it's coming from the wrong side. And uh, the butler tells her, hey, you know, let's go easy on them. They'll learn. And she said, well, when they have, let me know. She's tor- She's terrible. She asked what happened to the previous footman, why he's not there. And the the butler tells her the same reason the last three aren't you. Yeah, she is. She's terrible. Like we compare her to other. uh, Like that one with that film with Bradley Rose, we covered where the queen and the prince got stuck in Connecticut during a snowstorm. That queen was delightful. She was like enamored by the way the common people live. This woman is high on her horse. Mm -hmm. And truly believes she is better i i don't think we've had another queen like her that we've covered all the other queens have they're at least they have at least some traits that are affable they may not Mm -hmm. all be as kind-hearted as the queen in connecticut who's just go with the flow but they're at least 
they at least have things you like about them. Mm -hmm. Right. And not only is she not affable at all, but she is very annoyed that Prince Leopold sent word ahead that he is bringing home his serious American girlfriend. Because she is a yeah. commoner, and Leopold has duties to the throne. Like, eventually he's going to be king. He can't marry a commoner in her mind. So before she even sits eyes on Emily, she is dead set against her and this relationship. Duties. Yep. Huh? He said duties. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, Julia, what happens when Emily and Leopold arrive? Um, so they arrive and before they meet mom, it's kind of cute because she's obviously, she's like a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court, right? She, we get that whole fish out of water thing, which is fun that you get in all of these. And she's, you know, greeting the staff that's waiting for him. And it's just in all of the house. And she's like not doing everything wrong, but she's doing everything like an American, which is charming. And we get a quick little you know, the soldiers with the fuzzy hats, how they don't ever move no matter what you do. And that comes up a few more times in a very playful mm -hmm. manner. Um, and then she meets the mom and the mom is just terrible um, and doesn't try and veil her dissatisfaction with this girl at all, even though she brings a lovely gift of a snow globe with Philadelphia. And Ben Franklin, who the queen remarks, I find it odd that people credit him for the invention of electricity right which is a very um i will say european thing but i think it's the you're not a lot of countries people in other countries very much are have a little disdain for america and how we take credit for a lot of things that we shouldn't <laughs> be so that felt very real to me after living Abroad for four years. No, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna correct this. Electricity was understood, but how to prove it was not there. What <laughs> Ben Franklin did was he create he came up with the whole hypothesis of using lightning to con and and the kite to conduct electricity, and he created the experiment. It's like saying you know any nothing technically nothing is discovered. I'm it's just she's being a pedant at this point. <laughs> So you can so you can relate to her very well, very well. <laughs> no, nothing. No. Um, the queen is awful in accepting this present. She's like, "Well, just put it somewhere." You know, what does she say? Not oh, somewhere special. Yeah. She's like, no, she she special. says she says find a place for it. She said find no, give the victor and ask for it. Okay, okay, find a special place for it. And you just know immediately that means the garbage bin, by the way. But it's just Victor by the way she doesn't. says it. Because she's just terrible. But no, because Victor's awesome and we love Victor. Victor's great. Um, So a rocky start. Um, Petty, petty stuff. Like she puts her in the gold room that has a view of the cemetery and is the furthest away from Leo. Um, and and Emily, it's important to know, is just accepting it. Like she, it's the first time she's meeting the parrot. She like, yeah. and it, it's a queen, not just a regular parrot. She's like, the gold room sounds lovely. Like she's like right. trying to not like get to her and just go along with it. Right. Which I also enjoyed that um, the prince kind of can handle his mom. Like he's 
he's pushing back against it and he's like very clear about how unhappy he is with the way she's acting um, which i appreciated you know he didn't just roll over and yes mummy you know but so that was great and i appreciated that but um so emily settles in and we quickly get the ulterior motive from what mom's plans are because she sends Emily to check the room out and talks to her son and basically says, you stayed away for too long. You didn't contact me enough. And by the way, you should be um, together with what Natasha is that her name? Natasha who yeah. grew up. They, they grew were up friends together. growing up. It, it They allude to the fact that they quasi dated for some amount of time. Although he's a royal it was probably the single girl that was around and they just happened to bond as kids and then thought it would grow into this relationship right charles and diana thing they were never meant to be together that's right so she's like that's who you should be with and he's like um no that's not who i'm gonna be with and mom's like oh just you wait yeah, <laughs> so she yeah. schemes for the remainder of the movie. She, she does. She's awful. It's a it's mm-hmm. an attempt to break up, not only break up this relationship, but break this woman essentially. Yeah, yeah, because she's just mean to her as a person. Yeah, she downgrades that she's a tailor. She calls her a commoner to her face. Like well, you're obviously but- not a royal. You're just seamstress. Oh, you work in your father's shop. That first dinner, when she finds out she's a seamstress, she's mm-hmm. like, oh, which brand do you work for? But knowing full well, she doesn't work yeah, for, she doesn't work for a brand. brand. Yeah. She even tries to make her eat nasty food, which I thought was charming. I but guess. Emily actually turned around and quite liked it. She's like, this is delicious. And I like that yeah. girl has an appetite. Can I just tell you that? She, like, thank you. <laughs> she, out of all of the hallmark movies we've covered she may be the most relatable and normal girl yeah yeah and i appreciate that. yeah i do too um they had a wonderful scene pretty early on where prince leopold is giving her a tour of the castle <laughs> and <laughs> he teaches her how to fence and <laughs> the sword flies out of her hand and impales a painting <laughs> and he's like of his mother of his mother and he hurries her away and he's like if anyone asks we weren't here um i think they have wonderful chemistry they do i believed them together i did i believed him and i liked i think what i enjoyed so much about the fact that they have a year-long established relationship is that we got to see so much of them just having fun together and being comfortable together. And we got to skip the whole, oh, do you like me? Oh, I like you too, but I'm not going to tell you. And where's the love triangle that Hallmark always throws in here and still throws in here. But like, I appreciated the whole getting to see a mature relationship between two of them versus a brand new, you know, butterflies relationship. And it's a fun relationship. You can tell they're yeah. clearly in that lovey-dovey stage. Uh, one of my favorite scenes early on is when they're leaving for town to go get a Christmas tree. And on the way out, just together, the two of them try to make the guards outside laugh. And there's this mm-hmm. cute little montage of them trying to do that. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. And it endeared both of them to me. Exactly. Yep. At no point, I also liked that, at no point, in the whole movie, even though you could argue it tries to make you feel this way, do I feel that Leo is like wrong 
for doing a thing. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't try and cast that light on it at all. It puts the entire struggle between their two different worlds colliding and the mother. Yeah, exactly. So they go to town to buy a Christmas tree. And mm-hmm. Leopold is undercover, and by undercover, he has sunglasses on. <laughs> because again, that's how he's going incognito. <laughs> I mean, it, it works for Superman, and Supermans aren't shades, <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, they're going. This must be a very safe country because he's going into town without any bodyguards, and the bodyguards do not insist at all about going with. Him. Oh, he's got bodyguards. I didn't think he did. Yeah, he does. You see him in like two separate parts. Didn't he say, oh, I'll drive, we'll take the car ourselves? Yeah, but they follow him. So there's oh, two okay. people in black suits, like 20 steps behind him. Got it. Well, in town, they meet this little girl. Can we say, oh, before we get, go past, can we say this and the Royal Guard? These guys don't look like bodyguards. No, or they don't. Covenant. They look like they're 17 they're like 120, year old kids wearing yeah, their dad's suits. Pounds. Again, it's that reminds me of that meme where you see Jason Momoa with his bodyguards, and it's like it looks like Jason Momoa should be their bodyguards and not vice versa. Um, but in town at this little Christmas tree lot, they meet a little girl named Poppy. Tell us about Poppy, Tom. Because when I watched this film, I thought this is probably Tom's favorite character. They at uh, Lacey Chabert asked if she went to the school in town she's like yeah i live there too and prince leo's like hey uh just so you know that's that's an orphanage and she's like <laughs> oh i grew up with yeah and then the girls she's like oh my mom's dead and the girl's like oh you're a half orphan cool <laughs> and lacy she's like yeah i am here's a bracelet cool you turned out okay right <laughs> I don't know. she asks it as a question like she's sitting here interacting with her and she's like are, are, are half are half orphans okay when they grow up do they are they normal <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what Lacey Chabert does she's well, like the little girl's like well you seem to have grown up okay she's like I sure did <laughs> here <laughs> here's a my 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 best friend made me this best friend's bracelet and I'm gonna give it to you and we'll be best friends for life it's a super awkward Hallmark situation but it was sweet <laughs> it was sweet but definitely yeah. awkward but I'm like well, <laughs> okay. and Poppy ends up outing to everyone in town that Prince is, he's a prince. He, he wasn't fooling her at all. She's like, nope. okay, Prince, Prince Leo. And then he but takes he, off his sunglasses. It's like, kind well, of like he does Clark Kent Clark. thing. Well, I guess. It I is am. a Clark Kent thing, yeah. <laughs> but he, does, he, he is very sweet. He's like, I will buy all these Christmas trees at the lot and donate them back to the town, which was awesome. Uh-huh. I loved that. Yep. Um, Things continue to be awkward when the two of them return home with the Christmas tree. Because, uh, <laughs> well, because her thing, her and her dad's thing is to buy the most raggedy A looking tree on that lot and the like, Charlie Brown tree. It, yeah. Make it beautiful for Christmas. Right. So they do that. In addition to buying all the trees, they have the, the raggedy one in their hand when they walk home. And Queen Cordelia. She's got words about Cordenia, it. 
The yeah. woman with no heart is like, what is that thing in your hand? And they're all <laughs> like, have you no heart, heartless woman? By the way, are we going to get back to atmosphere? I want to put a pin in that for later. How Christmassy is the Christmas atmosphere in a palace and how little do I believe it? Are we going to talk about that later? Or you want to talk about it now? Let's talk about let's it. Talk about the, let's talk about the $13.95 Christmas trees. They got a dollar tree that they have up everywhere. Not a dang tree has a tree skirt on it. Are you kidding me? Or even in a basket? Like, how cheap did they go on the atmosphere in this one? Uh, no, not any snow until the very end. They have the 60 for a dollar or like plastic ornaments all over all the trees. There's no so shine or luster to them. <laughs> it was a very so disappointing. That's the biggest flaw of the movie is the atmosphere. Um, yeah, but it's not even just a Christmas, at- Christmas atmosphere. The inside of the palace just looked cheap. Like the ballroom decked out from that ball, it looked like a cheap wedding. It would like, yeah, about, like my wedding looked more expensive than that royal ball that was going on. Yeah, they really needed the palace from the Danica Christmas yes. one because, like, that was a proper palace. This was just like I'm not even sure what they used for the, the facade, this. Looked the like facade wasn't even that it looked like a manor house, it looked like a manor house, it looked like Bruce Wayne's house or something, but less good. Yeah, like, I would have been more impressed by it, had like palm trees in the front. I have a real problem with that. You could tell it was clearly shot in summer because it looked like summer outside that palace. It did. Okay. I'm glad we got that off our chest. Every time I saw a Christmas tree, I'm like, wow, shame on Hallmark. Even I the can't music. Let this get out. Even the music, they just kept playing that one song over and over again at the beginning oh, yeah. and the end. And then yeah. they learned to waltz to that song. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Big gripe. Big gripe. I still love the movie, but big gripe. Uh, so they go, they get ready for dinner and Emily makes a joke like, don't worry, I'll be ready in time to ruin your dinner. And the queen, rather than laughing or saying, no, dear, she's like, I have no doubt. So rude. And she's about to be rude in front of a room full of people. Yeah. And it's oh, here. She's so rude. She's so rude. And mm, it's here so- before dinner, we get a cutaway scene where she's like, Victor, I told you to throw out this snow globe. And he's like, no, you told me to find. You told me to put it somewhere special. And I did. Bless him. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Thank goodness for Victor. Hero of the movie. Hero of the movie. So, uh, Julius, he's like, you have words about this dinner scene. What happens at dinner? I mean, it's like my worst nightmare, right? So that's why they did it. But, like, she shows (laughs) up and she's late for one. So, like. Everybody stares at her when she walks in, like worst thing ever. She's at the head of the table around nobody that she knows, because obviously mom is going to put her as far away from comfort as possible. And she's like trying to roll with it. You know, she's like, it's fine. I'm a friendly person. I can do this. And she doesn't realize that the Duchess or whatever that she's sitting next to is not able to have children. And so she mentions something like, oh, well, Well, where are your kids? No, No, because the Duchess wrote a children's book. Oh right! And oh right! I and thought, she was like, "Yeah." I, I cringed was... and I, I cringed and I said to Christine, "Christine, she would have to be ready for these kind of questions if she wrote a children's book." But we learned later that she wasn't upset at all. Like right. she wasn't right. She said, and she was very accepting of Lacey Chabert. Well, um, Emily is mortified, as I she would is. be too. She is uh, mortified. It reminds me of what happened to me in Syracuse recently when I was away for business. Uh, not that, but 
I went, I checked into the hotel and there was a lady at the front desk who had an awesome tattoo on her arm, brand new. And oh, I was gosh. like, oh, that's an awesome tattoo. What's it like? What's it mean? Like, what's it for? And she was like, oh, my child just died. It's a remembrance oh. tattoo. And I was just like. Oh, no. I thought I you were going to say that you asked some woman when she was due and she wasn't. No, no, no. And I was just like, <laughs> I didn't know. How, I mean, I said, I'm sorry. But then there's such an awkward silence. I was just like. Do you have digital checkout remote? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, gosh. I tell you what. But also at this dinner is Natasha, who we met briefly right before this dinner. She has come to stay at the palace for Christmas because last Christmas is the first and only Christmas in her whole life. She didn't spend with Leopold because Leopold is in America. This girl is, what is the phrase we really hate to say, but it's totally applicable. She's so thirsty. At the dinner, at the dinner scene, <laughs> Ellie's like, we, we were watching this. All of us were watching this tonight at dinner. Ellie goes, hey, dad. I said what? She said, I think that queen is trying to get those two back together again. <laughs> and Christine's like, this plot is so veily, so <laughs> thinly veiled that the seven-year-old caught it. <laughs> I mean, par for the course of Hallmark, but yeah, if this was not a Hallmark movie, this girl would have been reaching under the table to fool around with this guy. That's the point. It was yeah, up to that point. She's... Like, no joke. Dude, hey, Foot would have been, must- if this were a different movie, Foot would have been sliding up his thigh. Yes, 100%. Um, Just like yeah. in Santa's sleigh. <laughs> But she's like, oh, remember all the trouble we used to get into? All the skinny, they caught us skinny dipping, blah, blah, blah. She's clearly trying to make... It's so terrible. Who would do that in real life? Like, nobody. But, like, well, somebody probably would. It's so terrible. She's trying to make Emily jealous. Yeah. And what we find out is the queen is all in on this. She basically (laughs) assigned her, like, hey, seduce my son and get this girl the picture. Essentially, that's what she says. Not Okay. Oh, and then Emily ends up drinking out of the finger water. What is finger water? I don't understand. She's like, the soup <laughs> is delicious. And they're like, that's you, finger. It's something you put on a table to rinse your fingers if you get food on them. But is it you just like water? Because like, it's why like does she think it's fragrance like water? I think soup? like fragrance water. It looked like it had nobody else perplexed by the flavor <laughs> of this water to the point where she thought it was a delicious soup. I think she was just trying to be nice. Oh, Okay. Oh, this hot water is so tasty. Oh, it's finger water. Oh, okay. I think it had rose. It looked like it had it had petals in it. So I'm assuming it maybe had like a rose flavor or something. What? What? Well, you got to like remember, the... she's been drinking their tea, which apparently isn't very good for a few days. So, <laughs> <laughs> what I did like about this scene was she was so out of her element with fancy dinners or silverware to use and everything, but. The staff of the castle, because she's so down to earth, has taken a liking to her. So she's like the maid. I think her name was Tony. Uh, no, Tony was a friend. I don't know what the maid's name was. But regardless, Poppy. No, Poppy's a little girl. I don't know. But this maid would go and refill her drink and just keep whispering to her, oh, it's a left fork. Oh, you have to do this. Yeah. Things like that. And I loved that. Yeah, I loved that too. And that was because they had a little moment earlier in the evening when she was in her room where the maid had complimented the clothes that she brought. And she's like, oh, I made it. And she's like, you made this? It's amazing. And then I don't remember if it was now or later that the maid has just an incredibly kind comment where she talks about how 
um what's the hussy's name natasha Penelope? natasha natasha um where she's like natasha's what'd she say natasha's pretty or something she's like but you're beautiful she says something uh, like that which by the way i didn't find natasha that attractive no she but she looks like jane seymour yeah so she does much like jane seymour yeah well, i mean that's intentional they play that up at one point they're wearing like the exact same red outfit essentially yep. and jane seymour remarks oh you look just like i did when i was younger so i think yep. that was fully intentional yeah, uh, I, sure. yeah. But I agree with the me. Like, Lacey Chabert is beautiful in this movie mm-hmm. and far outshow Natasha. Oh, in yeah. Personality sure. and looks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love that whole through line of the movie that the staff loves this girl because she's so down to earth, insists on helping them and doing things for herself. And uh, Victor has taken quite a shine to her. Although he yes. makes a comment to the maid when they see her dancing with Leopold in the empty ballroom. She's like, oh, they look so in love. And with Victor's like, yeah, it's a shame. Because he knows that the queen wants us to end. Like, that their different lifestyles will likely force them apart. Right. But even the Baroness, the nice Baroness who took a shine to Emily, like, is impressed that she uh, is so close to the servants. Because she walks in on her with the servants the next morning laughing and she's like oh that's not a sound i've heard often here Mm -hmm. and she reveals she was the outsider as well when she came into the royal family yep and there's a whole subplot with poppy she takes a shine to poppy right away and they end up Mm -hmm. adopting her which i loved Mm -hmm. that subplot yep but things come to a head what is it? He so the whole reason Prince Leopold had to come home for Christmas was some kind of benediction, right? He had to be there as heir to the throne. And things come ahead at, at the Christmas Eve ball, as they always do in this royal in these royal movies. So, first of all, the Queen and Natasha leave out this ugly dress for Emily to wear. That thing is that was ugly. nasty. But she's like, well, you're a seamstress. You can make it better. My thought was when she said she was doing it, I thought maybe her seeing the scene with Poppy where they're, where she's like helping Poppy and working with Poppy and the Baroness. And um, I thought that would be really, that was a really nice. She's like, okay, she had a slight change of heart. Here's mm-hmm. my formal ball gown I wore on my first Christmas while I was engaged. It looked that like Rachel like Green's bridesmaid dress. It sounds like a good gesture, though. And then you see it and you're like, oh. Nope, that was nasty. Nasty. Yep. But Emily manages to turn it into something very gorgeous. Yeah, um, no way that one dress turned into that other dress. No way. way. And I also loved it, the lead up to the ball. She asked Victor, make me ready for tonight's ball. And Victor's like, right. I would need a year. <laughs> it was she's, so... Princess Diaries with Hector Elizabeth. Like, it was so uh, great. With Joe. I loved Joe. Joseph. Yeah. So I had Diaries. really good feelings about it. It felt a lot like that. And yes. I love that movie. It did. And she's like, well, maybe I'll surprise you. And he's like, well, maybe you will. And he does. He teaches her all about etiquette. And she makes a grand entrance down the grand staircase in the middle of the ball. He does. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she wows people and impresses people. And the Queen and Natasha are both 
very annoyed by this. And the mm-hmm. queen ends up taking it out on her staff later that night when she realizes yep. Emily is socializing with them. Yeah, she's making yep. him a hoagie. She's bringing a little of her history into theirs. and Yep. And the girl is starving. Come on, I can't live on canapes all night. And in her anger, the queen fires her immediately. Fires those too sweet. Mates. Yep. And Emily is like heartbroken. She's like, no, you know, it's my fault, but the queen relishes in doing it and making Emily hurt. And Emily goes back to her room and Prince Leopold follows her because, again, this is not a movie with misunderstandings where she she looks and sees him dancing with Natasha and thinks he's in love with her. He's a good guy. He follows her to the room, commiserates with her, badmouths his mom. Yeah, she's packing. And he's like, look, I want to do this another way, but will you marry me? And she's happy, but then she she says no, because she doesn't fit in with this life. And she's going to go home. And he's like, I promise you. Yeah. And she doesn't want him to. But mom is outside eavesdropping on this whole conversation. Yes. And then mom is also spying when she leaves the next morning on Christmas Day and notices the respect she has for the staff and the staff has for her as they all line up to say goodbye and give her hugs and everything like that. And she notices, again, that her son is upset because her son's like, you really don't have to do this. She's like, yes, I do. And she flies back to America. Yep. And then we get... And then what happens? Who does the queen talk with? I mean, Victor. she talks to Vic Vic. She talks to Victor. Yeah. Her, what does he her sound sense of vo- basically, hey, stupid, why are you so stupid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, to paraphrase. He, <laughs> he, he has grown attached to this girl. She's made an impact on everybody in the house. Everybody's happier because of her presence. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the heck are you doing? And, and the you queen's dummy. defense is essentially she had to give up her true love back in the day, too. And, and that's the, what she's telling her son. Yeah. And it's implied, very overtly implied, that it was Victor. Victor was, yep. she was in yep. love with Victor, but because of his social status, she couldn't marry him. And she's been miserable ever since. Right. And Victor even says, duty. yeah. Duty. And, <laughs> and Victor <laughs> says to her, you don't have to allow your son to make that same decision right so then she talks to her son and what happens is this her linus moment julia it is she gives him her blessing she's like i just want you to be happy yep it's a rapid shift okay it's very rapid it happens literally overnight literally overnight (laughs) but i have a problem with this as a parent thinking you know what i didn't get my happiness so my child shouldn't either I think Me sadly the, there are parents. Yeah, that's like awful. That, yeah. I know there are, but they're terrible. Like my thought is I want my daughter to have the things I wasn't able to have. I want her to have a better chance and a better experience in childhood than I had because of, you know, whatever limiting factors there were. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, not all of us are like Julia and want to beat our kids down. I mean, you can tell just by talking <laughs> to her children that they're they have no encouragement, <laughs> no love. Thankfully for 
Leopold and the Queen. America is back in time in terms of time zones. So together with Victor, they fly back <laughs> into t- in time. So they make it Christmas Day still. And it's snowing in Philadelphia. They get there at night. And Leo proposes to Emily. In the streets. So in the, in the street, in the snow. And Emily's still like, nothing's changed. But then she realizes the queen is there. And the yeah, mom are... rolls the window down. She's like, say yes. It's fine say now. Yeah. I gave it my blessing. And she apologizes for how she behaved. I hope you can and forgive me for being literally the worst person on the planet to you. They say yes. She does. Yeah, she of course. Does. Emily's like, of course. For, like, always. They kiss in the street. Dad comes out to meet his in-laws. Yep. And the movie ends with Leopold and Emily's wedding. Poppy's there with the Baron and Baroness. She's been adopted mm-hmm. by them. And again, you talk about royal atmosphere this wedding uh again like it looks smaller than a lot of regular commoners weddings well but it's in the special place he wanted to have it instead of the place where they made everybody have it right so it's implying that he has been able to affect some change on what their life will be going forward it doesn't have to fit into the same size box so his mom changed but also like you could it's trying to say, like, look, see, she really is letting them do what they want. They're not getting married in that ugly place he didn't care for. Yep. And the end. The end. The end. Now, critically, in terms of Hallmark movies, this one did really well. Critics called Lacey Chabert an actual likable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison Keene of The Hollywood Reporter wrote, A royal Christmas hits all the notes it should. There's an obligatory ball preparation montage. Emily learns how to waltz. And there's a show-stopping staircase descent. Lessons are learned. Snow falls and love prevails. Which is exactly what we want in a Hallmark movie. Exactly. And then she concludes saying that the film is one part Cinderella, two parts The Princess Diaries, a dash of Will and Kate, and a pinch of Win a Trip to Downton Abbey. I think that is the perfect mixture that this accurate film strikes yep accurate so i like it nothing to not like about it except for the atmosphere the atmosphere but well first of all i should have brought this up earlier when we talked about it the girl who plays natasha is jane seymour's daughter in real life oh, oh. So much. That how she looks then <laughs> yep now, this film was originally supposed to be a sequel to A Princess for Christmas, which came out in 2011, which we have not covered. But when the husband and wife directing and writing duo of that film encountered scheduling conflicts, the script was rewritten to be a standalone story. Huh. So, interesting. Okay. It works as a standalone. I'm glad it's a standalone. It was, again, different. I liked it with a mother. It was about winning over the mother and making the mother's heart melt rather than winning over the prince and making him melt like a crown for Christmas was. Yep. I liked it though. And I know the atmosphere will definitely deduct a few points for me or a point for me, but mm-hmm. I'll, whenever this comes on TV, I'll watch it on Hallmark. I enjoy this one. And it put me in the Christmas mood today, which is exactly what I wanted for Leon Day. Yep, this one's a winner. It's 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 good. The message as well, I guess. The queen says to Victor, I hope it's not too late. And Victor's like, it's never too late. What love is in She says, call me Izzy. I yeah, love so, you, Victor. 
so it is implied, yeah, that they get together as well in the end. Mm-hmm. So it had a Linus moment. Yep. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what would you rank it? Six point five. Six. Ooh, you guys are like low. Is that all because of the atmosphere? Uh, it's because I mean, it's formulaic. Yeah, it's the hallmark too. Uh, I gave Crown for Christmas an eight, so I'm gonna give mm, I'm gonna give this one an eight. I like it just as much. Those two are probably my top hallmark films, so that gets us a six point eight three. Uh, for reference, Crown for Christmas got an eight point oh three. So okay. So, yeah, a royal Christmas. Enjoyed it. It was a pleasant way to spend the afternoon. Yeah, for sure. Where can listeners let us know what they thought of this one? And what they're doing for Leon Day. How they're celebrating the halfway point to Christmas. That's what I want to know. If they want to tell us all this stuff, there's a nice, quick, easy way to get to all of our socials and our website as well. Uh, just go to linktree slash podcast, and that will take you to quick links for everything. Um, Facebook is absolutely the most active place and will continue to become more and more active um the closer we get to christmas so let us know your leon day rituals habits plans because i'm interested and what you think about this movie and patreon content is building up for spooky season and thanksgiving season and christmas so now it's the time to subscribe with those bird months coming up fast really fast gotta start shopping i got y'all stuff i got y'all some stuff already i got nobody else for christmas but i got both of y'all something (laughs) same so tomorrow in your regularly scheduled programming julia and i discuss the 2016 british anime special stickman Tom was not present for this because we recorded that before this episode. So the three of us were still separate and he was still without internet, all of which is explained in that episode. So tune in to your regularly scheduled Monday show tomorrow. But I do have to say I loved Stickman. I thought it was so cute. I am Stickman. So good. What did Anthony and Julia think? Tune in tomorrow to find out. And then the week after, we are covering Who's the Boss, the Who's the Boss Christmas episodes, which I'm excited to do. I wanted to get them on the schedule right after the nanny, so I'm glad we're doing them now. Mm-hmm. And for those who want to follow along at home, that's Season 1, Episode 10, Requiem, Season 3, Episode 11, The Christmas Card, and Season 5, Episode 8, A Spirited Christmas. So check it out and let us know who was the boss on that show. <laughs> And if your answer is not Mona, you're wrong. That's right. I mean, we're six months from Christmas, guys. How exciting is that? We're halfway there. (gasps) We're halfway there. It's all downhill from here. As of tomorrow, we are closer to this Christmas than we are last Christmas. Happy Leon Day. Happy Leon Day. Last Christmas, I did give you my heart. This year, I'm going to give it to someone special. Me in New York in a few weeks, and I'm. I'm so excited. We're gonna we're gonna bombard y'all with pictures of Tom and Anthony. Yes, we are. And I'm excited too because it's summertime, which means fall is next. Fall is next. Our time of year, y'all. The burr months are coming. So, 
Do your homework. If snowflakes were wishes, then all your kisses make my dreams come true. Presents piled high under the tree, a very special one just for you. Don't need no fancy things or any bling bling, not even jewels that shine so bright. Your sweet kisses is all I need, you're my Christmas wish tonight. Sweet memories that fill my heart, my arms wrapped around you tight. Falling snow, mistletoe, your eyes shining so bright. Holidays come and holidays go, but one thing I know is true. Your sweet kisses is all I need, my Christmas wish is you.